Well, welcome to this special episode of the Extra Time Podcast and what a week of European football we've had. Uh, first of all, just a quick apology. Uh, we haven't been keeping up on episodes, but so much to talk about in this episode. I mean, we've had an absolute ridiculous week of football. I, I just can't believe it. I'm in shock. Uh, we've had France play Switzerland. We've had uh, England play um, Germany. We've had uh, Ukraine play Sweden. And this podcast, we're just going to go through a few of those games, do some kind of instant reactions to that England game, obviously, and also look ahead to the quarterfinals that will be starting this Friday. And most importantly for us, the uh, England-Ukraine uh, game in Rome it will be on this Saturday. So, uh, yeah, uh, welcome to the pod. Uh, I'm Tom and this is my co-host Jack. Say hello, Jack. Hello, everybody. How, how, how are you doing, everyone? Sorry for not getting an episode up earlier, but um, uh, obviously Tom and I are delighted with, with that England yeah. result. Can't contain our excitement. Since, since the game yesterday, I, just, I, could, I found myself with a smile on my face. I just couldn't, couldn't wipe away at all. It's just, it was, it's, <laughs> I think the whole nation was just, oh, they were, they were delirious, genuinely. Yeah. I mean, when that, when that Harry Kane goal went in, and everyone just realised that we were going to go through to the quarterfinals, it's absolute bedlam in um, wow. uh, all around Wembley. Forty-five thousand fans fans there to witness it, and it was just it was the perfect it was the perfect occasion, the perfect night minutes of football for England. It really was. It really was. And let's I think we'll go in chronological order here first. Yeah. So if we talk about yes, this France Switzerland yeah. game, which I mean, for all those idiots out there watching Love Island, you know, you missed out. <laughs> You missed out on a lot. Uh, yeah. So, um, obviously, Savranovic, he scored a really nice header in the 15th minute to um, yeah. put Switzerland 1-0 up and obviously give um, put them 1-0 up. And it, it, look, it looked like it could be two with Pavard taking down, um, 
I can't actually tell you who it was, but Pavard made a rash challenge and um, upset Rodriguez, the Wolf, Wolfsburg fullback, mm-hmm. who, um, and he went to the keeper's right, and Lloris got down sharply and made the save to keep it one 0 Switzerland, and that, yeah, that just gave pen. that that gave France um, the, well, the momentum and a real sense mm-hmm. of confidence because um, I think it was a minute later Benzema scored in the fifty seventh minute. Um, Great goal! It was, a, re- Great it was goal. a really nice flick by. No, that's that was for the second one um, in the fifty ninth minute. It was a really nice flick by Mbappe. Really... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, what a game that was! What a game that was! It was unbelievable. I just want to talk. So. So um, France did lead. Um, no, France. France did lead in the 60th minute after uh, after a Benzema brace in two goals in two minutes, 57th and 59th. Mm, two excellent goals, um, mad. Two excellent goals. Yeah, the, the not just from was, him. Uh, yeah, the first one was well. Is uh, Mbappe kind of a brilliant first touch? It's, quite, it's actually quite a nice touch. Yeah, and he just uh, it was. I think it's kind of like a dink. It's I mean, that is that shows that shows the sign of a brilliant striker when they can improvise yeah, just, just really in that situation. Number. I mean, it's so hard to improvise. The ball was clearly behind him, but he managed to keep his foot back and loop yeah. it, kind of scoop yeah. it round, and what a finish! Yeah, it's kind of keep the ball under control, and then, um, it, yeah, to mm. um, have, that have, is really have, the sign of a great striker. Mind and know, know where the goal is, know, yep. know where the keeper is, and kind of just sitting down. And, um, so yeah, I would like to talk about the Pogba goal next in the seventy-fifth minute, and it looked for all the game was done after after um, I think Benzema had a shot, it was blocked, and it fell to Pogba. Yeah, kind of what an excellent. We we saw him do the same thing against Portugal, but mm-hmm. Patricio was equal equal to it. It had obviously been something. Um, yeah, it had obviously been something. Um, it had obviously been something yeah. they'd been practicing. He'd been practicing in training. Got his locker. What not? Yeah. I mean, it's it was an absolutely outstanding finish, right yeah. where the keeper couldn't get it, and lovely technique. You can't fault him for that at all. Right, just, just, Brilliant. Just the bend, the, the, the whippy got mm-hmm. it to Nestle right on the top corner. No chance of summer. Yep. It's three one. Yeah. Pogba gave it France a fun. It looked it wasn't it wasn't pretty, but France, it looked like France France are gonna progress to the quarterfinals. However, when um Sarah, um Seferovic got his second in the eighty first minute of like eighty first minute with what can only be described as a it was a bullet header, wasn't it? Ball came it was another another bullet just, header. Didn't give Larice a chance to a chance to react. It was a really, really good header. And it was kind of that that started it that started while well, really nervy last ten for France before um before Gavranovic, um, Gavranovic got got uh, well. It can only really be described as a half chance, but he, re- he set himself really well and picked out the did. bottom left corner. Mm. And, um, Brilliant and, yeah, ball from Granit Xhaka really as well. I think man of the match, also... Granit Xhaka definitely. Yeah, I, I to would keep to keep that going, to keep the the leadership from him, the the he, balls he that really nice ball. he was he picking out of his locker that nobody knew he had. I mean, it was yeah. brilliant. As you're an Arsenal fan, do you ever see him play like that for Arsenal? Being totally honest, um, you see it occasionally. You see glimpses, but more what you see instead of those like Hollywood champagne balls, which yeah. I don't believe he can break the lines like that week in week out, especially not in the Premier League. However, yeah. what you do see is that leadership. 
that driving yeah. of the team, bringing the team forward, shouting mm-hmm. at the players, getting them going. And he really does care. And we he does care. And he does it for that. Arsenal. And I'm afraid when when he leaves, it's, you know, it's, it's going to have a big yeah. impact look, because he's such a good gone. leader. Um, he's such a natural captain and a good leader. Arsenal fans, but um, I think even, uh, and I think that kind of stemmed from, well, before the Crystal Palace game where he just he stormed off the pitch, but um, mm. he's a big presence or not, he's the captain, so well, well played Granit Xhaka, Le- uh, yeah. he led Switzerland into the quarterfinals when they played Spain. But, Definitely, um, even though he can't yeah, play, because really, really he's obviously finished up too many yellow cards. To uh, make it free all, but I like to touch on the penalties. Uh, what surprised me is the amount of centre-backs taking them, not many forwards. I know, I know. It's, it was strange, um, wasn't it? A lot of a lot of centre backs. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't really couldn't believe that France. What they had so many good penalty takers. All I know, I, I can believe either. I mean, it was. Near them. Let's be honest. If you're penalty. missing a penalty, yeah, and you're you're that good of a player, it's just you, and you're you, a It's criminal. Nine, you can't it? do it. It's, it's you can't do it. Drinks, I mean, it's like it's your meat and drink. It's, you can't miss. A penalty is an easy shot from close to the goal. I guess. I guess with the, with one on taking one. everything into the circumstances, take that into account. Having to score to keep your country in it, all the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was a great save. We can't the um, yeah, save from the, from the keeper to Mbappe. Um, yeah, no, no, just just for the pressure and everything, it all builds up. It kind of creates an atmosphere, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes you doubt yourself almost. And um, that's kind of what Mbappe did. Well, he. The keeper went the right way. It was it was a nice height for the keeper. Someone got a strong hand onto it and he yep. palmed it away. And even when he saved it, he really for a minute he just kind of stood there. He didn't really believe that he actually knocked out France. I know. That was the case. I know. I mean, nobody could believe it. I I was ecstatic. Yeah. I was ecstatic. I was up up. I, up I out almost turned the game seat. off when it was um. I almost t- <sighs> turned the game off and talk, we we almost started filming a podcast. But then yeah. Uh, and then we saw a goal go in and we thought we might have to give this a listen. One back and we, yeah. have to give this a watch. But, um, Anyway, obviously the other game that night was um, Croatia versus Spain. Another cracker, an eight-goal thriller. Wow, I mean, uh, with nearly another, the with most another late equalizer, goals ever. Plus two. I know, I mean, uh, let's start off with that uh, terrible mistake from the Spanish yeah. goalkeeper. I mean, yeah. oh my God, what was he well, thinking? Well, you know, Simon, um, the ball was played back to him. No pace on it or anything. It's just he didn't really watch the ball. It's just a lack. Of, it was just complacency. No, he was looking up. Enough to put it down to. It. It's just um, he's he's, he's taking one step ahead. He's looking. He's, he's planning his next move, and it it literally just bounced off, bounced off his foot, and went past him. And he just he was he was just genuinely, he was stunned, and so was so was just everyone watching him, the players mm-hmm. on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Croatia even half celebrated properly. They were kind of just in shock. Too and awful. <laughs> I know. I mean, just probably felt bad for the lad. To be honest, I mean. Conceding yeah. a goal like that in such a big match, but um, in the end, Spain did go through after extra time. It didn't. It wasn't pretty, but Morata scored, and then the scored three minutes later. Morata silenced a lot of haters. A really nice. Yeah. Well, he is that kind of natural like fox in the box striker. He's, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. He's your fox in the box. He's, he's a you reliant. You know, you can bank on yeah. him to get a few goals. Mm. I mean, but um. The, the why we're we here, but... the, the, the main topic is obviously that England Germany game last night, and yep. uh, I think we're going to touch on that starting with um, player ratings. I think I saw Sky do this, and I, there's a couple that I definitely disagree with. Um, but yeah, let, let's start. Let's start from the back. Uh, Jordan Pickford, Tom. What do you what do you make of him? Ten out of ten performance. You cannot fault his ten out before. of ten. I actually nine out of ten. There was one thing. There was <laughs> there was two moments. One moment where he didn't quite 
give enough space to Harry Maguire. To he didn't, uh, it wasn't didn't allow him, Harry Maguire to pass the ball to him, and it left the defense vulnerable. And Harry Maguire had to draw a foul. That was one moment where I thought he could have done better there. Yeah. And another moment was where oh, he yeah, panicked yeah, a little yeah. bit, he and he kind of shot. He, he uh, played a poor pass, and it went straight out for a throw-in. So those were the only two moments which drags it down for a nine. But other than that, an absolutely tremendous performance. With the highlight obviously being um, that from. Mm. It was the Timo the, the Werner save where he just he just got on the wrong side of Kyle Walker. Well, obviously that that was a brilliant save, but more the uh, was it uh, Kai Havertz with an absolutely thunderbolt yeah. of a shot going straight um, to the crossbar and the for reflexes. For me, for um, I I'd just like to say that uh, first I think Pickford's just a completely completely different player when he puts on that England jersey. Um, completely, he's just he's so much better for England than he is for Everton. I think uh, that's kind of just because he um maybe you can kind of put that to like. Maybe even caring a bit more. Maybe that's maybe that's a bit harsh, Everton fans. But I think he's a passing <laughs> player. But um, at Sunderland, his boy club, he did really well. And I think that's just because um, cause how much how much he cared. And then for England, um, it's obviously he, he resonates with the fans. He's one of he's kind of one of them. Um, and it, he just he just yeah he does it for the fans. He does it for because for his love for England. And he mm-hmm. wants to get him put in a really really good performance. I won't give him a ten because I don't think he did anything that particularly. He had a good game, but I wouldn't call it. Outstanding ten out of ten, world class. Didn't save a penalty or anything, but I do think he made. He, he stepped up. He looked really calm. He stepped up when England needed him with a good save from Kai Havertz. Uh, he had to. He had to react quickly. It was a. Re, it was rifled in, wasn't it? Um, it was. It was turn a over brilliant bar. save. And obviously, the other notable one was a Timo Werner shot. Yeah, um, great position. Just, just uh, midway through the first half, got the wrong side of Carl Walker in between Carl Walker and John Stones, um, and it just, it was, he got down quickly and. Uh, so I'm going to give Jordan Pickford an 8 out of 10 for me. Okay, I thought, I thought fair enough. Really good All right, let's move on to the centre-backs. So, should we go... So, obviously, we played a 5... Well, it's, it's a 3-4-3. Three, three, it was a 3-4-3. Three, three when we end, did yeah. have possession, it was more of a 5-2-3, five, two, five, two, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was. Um, so, starting with starting with the central centre-back, Harry Maguire. So, um, I let's thought... Try, let's try and be as um, level-headed as possible here. We can't just be giving everyone chance. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I thought... The the defense as a whole uh, played yeah. very, were very solid, very well. There was a few dodgy moments, but the defense as a whole. This is not Harry Maguire uh, in in gen- just just as a whole. Generally, the defense uh, had were very solid uh, as they have been throughout the whole tournament. Harry Maguire himself, though, um, obviously there was he had a big chance. I would I would say a big chance, which he really really butchered. He just headed it far far over the bar. I don't I think, think yeah, I don't think really realised how big the chance was. Yeah, it was, kind of, it was a huge chance, and I think rough. he should have done a lot better there, which drags his rating down a lot. No, but... I'm gonna go with a a six yeah. out of ten. It wasn't a bad performance; it was a pretty average mm. performance. And there was obviously he kept it the back line well. He, he the defence as a whole was good, but mm. uh, that that header was very poor, and you know there was nothing yeah. outstanding about his performance. Um, well, I'm actually going to go go against you here. Till. I thought Harry Maguire was really, really good for England. I thought he, uh, when he did, when he was um, picked the ball for when we played out from the back, here, I think he led us out really, really well with um, either driving into midfield or finding a fullback. I thought his, I thought his distribution was really good to Sterling uh, or those those runs in behinds. Um, I, I think that he met. He didn't make any like outstanding last ditch tackles, but I thought that he was a really calm presence. He, he looked like a leader. He looked for short for England, mm-hmm. and yep. I, I would give him a seven out of ten just purely, okay. purely based on how um, he kept he kept everything ticking. He wasn't one of the standout names. He, he 
He it's led true. us out. He drove into midfield. He he created he created an overload. He created links for the midfielders and the attackers. Created space for them to drive that. into. I think that's made over Kimmich. I I give Harry Maguire a seven out of ten. He made everything. I think that's everything kind of stemmed, so, stemmed from him and Stones leading out. We're going to move on to uh, John Stones now. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's really it's really good to see him and him and Maguire form a real bond. Uh, they played together at the. No, did did John Stones? No, John Stones didn't didn't play in the 2018 World Cup. I don't think. Um, it's a player that's been kind of revitalised this season. Um, but I think it's nice to see him and Harry Maguire creating kind of a real a real bond together. Definitely. definitely. Um, I think I think like Harry Maguire is a very assured performance. Didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. Um, that warrant me giving him a bad score. I feel like he made a couple of really good tackles. The most notable one when um. Werner kind of shifted it onto his left foot and he made a really, really good block um, to, prevent, to prevent a shooting opportunity. Um, so I'm going to give John Stones a 7 out of 10 again. What do you think, Tom? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a very, very great performance from the whole defence, as I've said. Um, Obviously, he still haven't conceded a goal. Yeah, still haven't conceded a goal, which is crazy to think. Uh, so Last time we did that, 1966, that. just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it was, yeah... You can't fault. You can't really fault him. Little or no mistakes. So it's got to be. If we're saying a five is an a, a, a performance with nothing outstanding and nothing bad gone wrong, so pretty decent performance. Five, five is bang average. Then I'd go, John Stones is better I'd, than average. I'd go a six. I'd go a six again from John Stones. Okay. Um. So moving on to the Carl Walker kind of played as a third centre back when. Yep. Um, when we uh, when we dinner the ball, also didn't didn't overcommit. I I feel like he's much better than the first game against Croatia. He kind of looked, he kind of looked like he knew what his, what his what his role was a bit more in a game like this. Um, mm-hmm. He, he didn't take did too many risks. I think we were a bit we were a bit afraid for until that Sterling goal came about. But um, for me, Carl Walker, um, I feel like he looked lively. He definitely he definitely um, he he make make he hit the channel. He found Stacker that he Stacker drove in space. I feel like Carl Walker for me takes a six out of ten. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna have to agree with that. He, he did. There was a f- few minor mistakes, and he was nervous. But you can't fault him for being nervous. I mean, it's, I think everyone was in the first twenty minutes. Then who are you? Definitely yeah. some sort of weird weirdo. But you know, um, yeah, six out of ten for me as well. Yeah, six out of ten. Um, okay, so moving on to well, kind of, kind of the wing backs and a five back, or kind of um, the t- the widest players in the yeah. four, the three four three. So uh, starting on the right hand side, Kieran Trippier. I thought it was a brilliant performance. Uh, to be honest, it's quite sad to see him go off. Um, with I think it was cramp or a hamstring, was it? Uh, quite worrying. Uh, but yeah, I did see I did see that look quite worrying. But other than that, brilliant performance and his set pieces were absolutely on point. Him and Shaw's set pieces were absolutely on point. So it's going to be an yeah. eight out of ten for me. For me, I'm going to kind of disagree here a little bit. I did think that he's one of England's more dis- uh, one of the more disappointed players. I would like to see a bit more out of him. I know we didn't have any like didn't have any shooting opportunities really from free kicks, but I didn't. He looked uh, there was one there was one instance where. Um, a ball came, a, a quite a dangerous ball in the first half, quite early on. A um, a ball came in, and he kind of he he put he put his body in the right place to ensure that um, 
was no, there was no header at that post. He kind of imposed himself just enough to um to see the ball out for a goal kick. So for me, um, I'm going to give Kieran Trippier a six out of ten because I thought some okay. of his deliveries were. Should go on to Shaw now. Go on to Shaw. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to say a little bit on Shaw. Mm-hmm. I think that obviously was it for the first first goal for the, for the first goal he got an assist. Uh, he, a wicked ball into Sterling, and he well Sterling opened his body up and really couldn't miss, but it was, it was an assured finish, and he met the ball well. Good connection for the second goal. He was the, actually the one that intercepted the pass after um after Pickford's distribution was poor, and he conceded the throw in. Um, um, Shaw actually intercepted a pass and drove forward before he found Jack Grealish. Yeah, before he found uh Jack. What a shot! Really, really good performance. But not not just going forward, getting an assist and playing a key part in the second goal. I thought that um, he looked sound defensively, and I think that he should start against Ukraine again. Yeah. So I'm gonna give um, I'm gonna give Luke Shaw an eight out of ten. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I thought it was a brilliant performance. Uh, again, set pieces uh, were brilliant. Um, he was good at the in the back five. I thought he was brilliant in the back five defensively. He looked strong. And also was a real attacking threat. Obviously, uh, got the assist for that first goal. Uh, a lovely ball put in, uh, which I think is that that is was a lot harder than it looked. I think. Um, I think he had a brilliant game uh, everywhere mm. on the pitch. Um, yeah, and it's going to be an eight or ten, possibly a nine, but I'm going to stay with an eight. I'm going to stay humble. But I do think okay. he should start the next game. Um, so moving on to that kind of like double pivot that England play. Um... Rice and Phillips, obviously, both picked up yellow cards. I'm going to start with Declan Rice. I didn't think it was his best game in an English shirt by any means. He got caught the wrong side quite quite often. He overcommitted quite quite a lot. But I do think that um, that with with well, it's kind of he's quite an inexperienced midfielder. Obviously, he's had a couple of teams under West Ham, but playing at the highest level, he doesn't have much experience. And I feel like he carried himself really well. He looked like he's been there. He looked comfortable. He didn't look out of place at all. But I do think they overcommitted several times. He gave away a foul, foul by doing that straight after the um. No, straight after the goal, Maguire gave away a foul. Sorry, but um, he did pick up a yellow. Maybe it even could have been a player was through on goal if it wasn't for the pace of Carl Walker backtracking. So it even could have been a red if Walker wasn't there. But um, I feel like it was it was an average performance by Declan Rice. I feel like he made he imposed himself. He made quite a few. He made some good tackles in the second half. Bre- broke up play well, but when it's one New England. Um, I'm going to give him a 6 out of 10. Do you know what? I'm going to have to strongly disagree with you there. I thought it was an absolute brilliant performance from Declan mm. Rice. Uh, I thought his just him being his physical uh, appearance and everything just scared um, him and Phillips, just scared the, the Germans. And just it, I thought it was an absolute immense performance. Definitely uh, his best performance of the tournament so far. Um, I mean, and it, and it shows, I mean, obviously still haven't conceded and you've got to ask yourself, why is that? Um, you know, you, he's one of the first people you look at. I, I just thought there were so many instances in that game that if he didn't make, if he didn't do something or he didn't, he didn't do something or he didn't uh, like just even just positioning, uh, just everything, spot, mm. check, 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 check. <clears throat> I thought it was brilliant. There was just one yeah. or two things where, he did, especially towards the final 10, 20 minutes of the match. I think this is a little bit of inexperience, especially after we went 1-0 up or maybe 2-0 up. He was, he felt, he felt the crowd. He felt, he felt the atmosphere and he, he got a little bit 
I don't was overexcited, you could say. Carried away, maybe? And he did carried away, possibly. And he's, he started pushing further up the pitch, which um, which left Sterling to kind of drop in for his position for a few minutes. And obviously, we saw what happened there. Sterling playing an awful pass, uh, letting yeah. Muller through. And you know, that, was like a, that was a real let-off. That was a real let-off. I think that was just kind of like a... Um... A lack of composure from Sterling. That well, we're going to touch on that later. But yeah, it's kind of just a lack of composure from Sterling. A bit of a moment of rashness. I mean, people are kind of rushing past it because he did get the goal. We need to we need to address that because it was just a moment where yeah, should have scored. Really, should have scored. But uh, aside from that, it's a seven out of ten for me. And it should it could have been it could have been an eight or nine. It could have been an eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um. So what do you think of Calvin Phillips then? Another player to pick up yellow. I mean. He did not lose a single aerial battle in that yeah. in that match, and he was absolutely immense. And he did give away a yellow card, and it was quite dangerous. But having someone like that in your team is yeah. the, opponents hate them. Opponents absolutely hate them. He's scary. He's big. He's he's strong. He muscles his way around. He won every single aerial battle. I cannot yeah. fault him in that game. He was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, can I just then? Um, I, so, I just mention that um, both the Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips yellow cards. I'm pretty sure they were in the first half, where um, maybe players were still settling into the game and yeah. still, uh, still they wanted nervous, to they but, um, wanted to I show like, show. I feel like in the first the ten minutes, um, a double pivot of Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, they were getting a bit overrun, and I was very worried for how the next eighty minutes might pan out with the likes of uh, Joshua Kimmich, Leon Goretzka, kind of them. But I feel like when they when when they the crowd got behind us when um when we, when we uh, enjoyed a bit of the bit bit of possession. I feel like um I feel like we dealt um uh, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch really on that. Well. We'll touch on that first kind of twenty minutes uh, later in the pod because it was yeah. quite it was very interesting uh, how Germany approached the game. It was kind of the first time where England didn't start as a better side, and I think mm-hmm. um it was a bit 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 we dealt with it really well. We we kind of we have kind of accepted and kind of respected the quality of Germany. Yep. I'm going to bode our time and suck, we suck, suck in back. there. Yeah. So let's talk about Raheem Sterling, obviously. Yeah. Two, uh, took all the headlines. Third goal of the tournament. Boy from Brent. The boy from Brent. Boy uh, from Brent three, exactly. three, goals in, three goals in four Euro games. That's Raheem quite Sterling. good. What tournament needs having up? Silence and the critics. Yeah. And uh, there is mistakes. The first thing I would like to touch on, there is mistakes. And there's been mistakes in all the games he's played. But he's such... when he. In those situations when he goes, when he goes through, or when he has a dribble, or when he's, you know, when he's cut, running into the box, dribbling into the box, he is so good and so dangerous as a defender. I mean, it's so easy to just put stick your foot in there, thinking, "Oh, just get the ball," and that's penalty done. He just catches the foot, falls over. I mean, he's absolutely crazy yeah. when he's running into that. When he when I he's in like, those situations. I when he hit the channel, he was just at his most dangerous. Dangerous, yeah. When he showed a bit of invention, when he shows a bit of skill, when he just he he looked one he looked like one of the most creative players for me for England uh, in that whole game. Um, like we an example is when he took that shot on, um, and he kind of it was quite a comfortable save for Neuer, but um, but it's, it's just him sizing up, he's sizing up Neuer and sizing up that uh, Joe and backline. It kind of just showed. When Sterling took that shot on, it, he he wasn't giving, he wasn't willing to give Germany that kind of respect that some other players were, and it showed that he was willing to take risks and he was willing to like put his neck on the line. 
and take criticism when things didn't go his way. Obviously, did they did in the end, but I think it was just a very brave performance from Sterling, and the amount of character and the character he showed with the with the risks he took, with the um with the intent he showed, and he's kind of just representing himself and all the fans. So I've, I I think that it's a nine out of ten performance for Raheem Sterling. Um, okay, so finally moving on to Harry Kane, England's number nine. Uh, let's go through. Let's go through that now, Tom. The starting lineup: Harry Kane. What do you make of him, Tom? Uh, yeah. Uh, funny enough, not a great performance. I would say, ironically. Yeah. Uh, a good header. I would say a good header for the goal, and yeah. I think that will get his his campaign started for this Euro twenty twenty one. Uh, yeah, but yeah, not a great performance. I mean, that's kind of it. I, I, I mean, because he's Harry, because yeah. he got. Oh, I'm gonna have. I can't give it below a six, but you know, it could have been if I'm gonna three. Ex- if I'm gonna express my opinion, uh, without that goal, I think everyone will be on his back. I think he did look extremely lethargic in the game. But gonna be totally honest, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. The I mean, it's hard to think. It's hard to think that. It's hard to not think that something's. Something's Maybe going it's just on. all the speculation with Man City. I don't know, but he did get his goal in the end, and that'll be huge weight for shoulders. Yeah. Is is um he didn't for me he just didn't work hard enough and like that's just that's just boil it just boils down to that in my opinion. If people they're having the conversation saying we need to try harder to get Kane in the game, I think Kane needed to try harder to get himself in the game. Yeah, one of the players around him doing that. They can't rely that. on others well to do said, that. Well needed, I think he needed to battle a bit more to make those to, to, a bit more injection of pace, getting behind, uh, take take a few more shots, take a few more risks to try and get himself get himself in that game. I just yeah. I think for the first well eighty something minutes he didn't do that for me, and when okay. his goal did come along because I see it's a huge weight of his shoulders. But um, for me I can't give Carry Kane exactly the same as you said I can't give him more than six out of ten. Okay, yeah, and I I'll, I'll just yeah I'm just gonna touch on that uh, performance once more because I I really think what he does uh, for Spurs is he he drops deep he doesn't just drop deep and do nothing he drops deep and does a lot. Uh, he plays passes, he takes shots, and I think if you could do that for England, that would be very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So uh, that rounds off our player ratings. going to go into the second part of the podcast now. Thank you very much for listening. Okay, moving yeah. on to the second part now. Thank you. Okay, so in the second part of the podcast, I'm just going to give my impression for the England-Germany game. It's just me for this part of the podcast. Um, so I'm going to give my impression for the England-Germany game and just kind of recap everything before we can look forward to the England-Ukraine game. Saturday, 8 o'clock in Rome. Can England progress to the quarter, to the semi-finals, rather? Uh, fingers crossed. Anyway, so um, where do, where do we get started? Obviously, Tom and I touched on this in the first part of the podcast, but I think you can't look past... Um, Raheem Sterling, Raheem Sterling's performance. Um, he was dynamic. He had intent, um, and I really do believe that he just possessed so much skill. And um, as as an England fan, obviously, and someone that's been following England for quite a while now, um, I just find it it's it's such a weight off 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 the shoulders of not only not only just. Not only um just the fans, but Gareth Southgate mainly, as in Euro '96, he did miss that penalty against Germany, and Germany have have haunted him in the past, and it, we've got a long track record against Germany, and them usually get one over us, and we can't uh, we can't clutch clutch to that four and win that we did get over them, uh, forever. So it was really nice to we didn't need to show that we didn't even need penalties to beat them. We just genuinely two 0 a comfortable win in the end to get one over Germany in that in that fashion. Just really really really. Shows a big step forward under Gareth Southgate. Um, I think obviously a lot of fans wanted to see Grealish start. 
Um, and they were, I think, I think both, both Gareth Southgate got it right in a sense that well we did win two nils that so you can't really argue with the team that he put out. But I also think the fans demanding for Gareth, for Jack Grealish to start also would have been right in a sense they did come on and change the game because um, excuse me um, when he did come on obviously the deadlock was yet to be broken it was nil nil it was quite a nervy game it was on a it was on a knife edge. Um, and obviously he he played a part in both goals, but um, I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, and I do think a lot of people obviously want Jack Grealish to start because he's post world of English football, he's, and he's an exciting player. He's one that uh, gets fans off their seats, but I feel like he's better when he comes off the bench and attacks like tired legs that have been dealing with like a different prospect for a different um quantity for the, for the whole of the game for for the first sixty minutes or so, whether that's like a, a Raheem Sterling, a Bakayoko Saka. I think what 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 really um when Grealish, Grealish is most effective when he's coming off the bench and attacking tired legs when when there's, when play starts to open up when the game starts to get a bit stretched and it's got that extra second to like to um pick out a shirt or or to beat a player or take a shot on I think that's when Jack Grealish is the best um obviously tomorrow night Tom and I are going to film the Ukraine England preview podcast so I'm not going to I'm not going to cover um too much uh I'm not gonna talk about the Ukraine England game too much. Um but Ukraine England I think no Ukraine Sweden rather I think a lot of people um were hoping for Ukraine over Sweden as uh, Sweden have looked dangerous this tournament uh, they earned a draw against Spain um but um I do think that that red card changed the game a lot, and I think I I was very happy when I saw that Ukraine evident uh, in the end did knock out Sweden. I do think they'll be the easier team, but by no means should England be, um, should England feel like this is just a bye to the semi finals because it's not. Ukraine have shown that they can, that, that they deserve to be here. Really, um, they may have they may have had a relatively easy group, and and um, Sweden's a relatively easy draw, but they 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 deserve to be here. They show a lot of fight to get a lot to get a late goal. So um. By no means should England take that game lightly. Um, what else really? What else really resonated with me was um, how much you know, how much of an influence Luke Shaw had in the game. Obviously, I mentioned that he played a part in both goals, but I thought both both defensively and going forward, he really showed to Gareth Southgate that he's capable of stepping up in the big games. And many people, many people were in awe of his season with Man United. Um, it was so unprecedented due to how his time's been plagued with injury. But um, I do think that he's just shown that he can do it for England, not only not only Man United, and I think um, hopefully, uh, despite being a Liverpool fan, I hope I hope this this Luke Shaw's just it's not it's not a flash in the pan. I hope this is just consistently what he's like for the next couple of seasons because he's still is still young and can still kick on. Um, so I'm I'm really happy for Luke Shaw and how he's how he's doing not only for Man United, not only for club but for country as well. But um, I feel like our. Obviously, we're the we're the only team in the tournament not to concede a goal yet, and I think that just that that speaks for itself. Obviously, Italy did concede in the end against Austria, and I'm just so proud right now to. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but I can't just, I can't wipe the smile off my face. I'm really proud to be English, um, and it, there is just this real sense of optimism, and it's kind of like this underlying sense that we're not we're not the same England that will just like roll over and let it, let a team just blitz us. We genuinely have this quality now. We can go head to head with the best, and when we beat and when we beat Germany last night in the style that we did, I think it just showed to Europe and even to the world kind of that it's it's this England's not 
this England's means business, especially the kind of talent that we've got and how young it is. I think I'm so. It's a good time to be an English fan, and Ukraine on Saturday is gen- another cup final for England, and I think bit by bit Southgate's answering his cl- critics and gaining so much respect along the way as he did in the 2018 World Cup. So the Southgate bandwagon rolls on. Let me know how how far you think England can go. Personally, I think the bookies are pricing England as the favourites. And I find that I find that a really weird one, considering that on paper and form wise we probably have been the best team. But we've we've never won anything in my lifetime, certainly, and it, we've never won anything apart from that nineteen sixty six World Cup. Um and people but weirdly we're still being priced as favourites, even though having quite an unexper inexperienced team. Whereas the likes of Belgium, the likes of Italy, they contain Champions League winners and just they contain Champions League winners and the players that have been at the top. Whereas a lot of the English players... I know we've got the odd player that's been there, done that, in the shape of, like... Not even Harry Kane, like, maybe, like, a Jordan Henson, Mason Mount's Champions League winner, so is Ben Chilwell. Um, but there's just... Despite despite having this really inexperienced, but undeniably talented squad, England are still being priced the favourites. So I think... Um, I, I do think that Germany, that Germany game is the turning point for England. And it gives and it tournament football is all about momentum and all about confidence and all about how players are playing, and the fact that the fact that we haven't conceded yet will give will give our backline huge confidence going into the latter stage of the tournament, and um, obviously we the first the group games we won we won one nil and um, we didn't concede more than one goal in a game and, and the second goal is really crucial because it does show that we can score multiple goals in a game, and our and our attacking prowess is good enough to. Um, to beat teams, especially considering the backline we've got behind them. Um, so I think our confidence is sky high right now. Um, yeah, moving on to the midfield. Obviously, I touched on this. I felt for the first 10, 20 minutes on, our inexperienced midfielders were getting bossed. And I was quite sceptical about how this, um, if this was going to be our Achilles heel in the game. But no, um, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips both got a really good handle on the game. And it was just a really good measured performance to... Um, Counter likes to two very experienced players that have that have been there, won won the won the major titles, in Joshua Kimmich and Lean Gratzka, the Bayern the Bayern duo, and um, whether Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice do start against um, start against Ukraine, um, uh, bear in mind they are both on yellows, and if they pick up another one, they will miss the semi finals, and those yellows do carry on. Um, but what England now have is what we didn't have in previous years. We've got we've got players. That are big names for their club, um, we're probably slightly disappointed to be to not be starting for England, and we've just got this new newfound sense of sense of depth that we didn't have before. Like um, even we've kicked on so much in the last two years. Like bear in mind um, that, that in that dead rubber game in twenty eighteen in the twenty eighteen World Cup where we played Belgium and they obviously beat us one 0 and, and end up finishing the group. We played a completely sec, um, completely um, well, but it. it the only way to describe it is a B team, and we still have players like Ruben Loftus Cheek, Cheek in there. Um, and now we've got now players that aren't starting. We've got likes of, likes of Jaden Sancho have hardly got any minutes this tournament. Dominic Calvert Lewin not even on the bench. Mason Mount did start. I know with this isolation that's going on, um, it wasn't. He had, he has started previous he has started previously in a tournament, and he is, and he is probably in England's best team. But he still did not start. Phil Foden, we've got so much talent, and even. And in tournament football, injuries do occur, and I still think, and there's still chances are we will pick up a knock or two, and on, on if we if England do intend to 
play playing the play at the intensity we did against Germany for the rest of the tournament. But um, but we've got so many players which are just raring to go, raring for that opportunity. And if the opportunity does come their way, they just they'll 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 uh, accept it with open arms. We saw that when um, Bakaya Saka played uh, against the Czech, Czech Republic. He 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 was a man that people didn't really expect to have um, a huge involvement in the squad, but he played he played really really well. Um, well, that Mason Mount isolation kind of kind of um, threw him threw him in at the deep end as uh, Grealish moved into the midfield and Saka moved down to the right hand side, um, and um, he, well he. He kind of he took that opportunity and really made the most of it, and he put and he put himself in the team sheet for the Germany game last night, and um, it just shows how much quality we've got in reserves, even when um, some players are not up to it. Even off, we haven't really, and it just shows even off the bench. We've Gareth Southgate got his substitutions bang on the money, uh, once again he brought on Grealish. He had such an influence, but um, I've I've got not got a bad word to say against Barrett. Against Gareth Southgate right now, don't get me wrong. I don't think the performance against Germany was the finished article. In the first seventy minutes, there was room for improvement. I I think we did show um, Germany a bit too much respect, in a sense that um, it was at Wembley. There are forty five thousand fans in the grounds. I think we should have re- I think we should have gone at them a bit more, played it, played a bit, played a bit more um, aggressively. I know we, a lot of people were um, fairly annoyed with the fact that we played a five back and two CDMs, a bit passive. But in the end, he got the game plan right. Um, but I do agree with quite a lot of fans saying um, if we do play, maybe in a, maybe in a final or something, if we do make a final, <laughs> touch wood, I may have just jinxed us there. <laughs> uh, if we do make a final at Wembley, with um, I think it'll be like 60-something thousand fans on the ground, with the vast majority of those being English, I do think we should we should properly go at, go at a team if they are a good team, like Germany were, and just kind of take them by surprise. Because the likes of Italy and Belgium will be watching that Germany game and seeing how much respect we show Germany, and kind of, kind of having that sense of security going into the first twenty minutes of a game, and I think if we do play even like a Denmark, even if we play them, I think we should properly go at them from the off and just, and just um kind of have faith in our back line to hold out, uh even if we do overcommit, have have faith in the in like a Jordan Pickford to pull off a save, Harry Maguire, John Stones. Fullbacks track back, CDMs to drop in, and kind of just realise that we are a very very strong team, and a mo- and a and a moment of individuality to um, either save us or create a moment of magic could be the difference, um, and I think that stems from us properly us going for it, so we won't know unless we um, unless we come at these teams. But I do um, understand Gareth Southgate's um, kind of ideo- ideology of um, and he and he totally. He totally realised how how much this game meant to the English people, and just and just the country in general. Um, and I think that really resonated with him, and he really got got the most out of all those players. And I, I don't know what he said to them, but whatever he said, it went and truly worked. So um, so hats off to Gareth Southgate, and um, I just can't wait to watch this England team once again on Saturday night. But um, I think that's gonna do it for tonight's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this whole podcast scene, um, and hopefully we'll get one out tomorrow night, depending on um how much help on my plate, but um, from myself and Tom who can't be here right now, thank you so much for all the recent support. Uh, this podcast has been well and truly blowing up, um, and we're on the borderline of five hundred viewers after posting about seven episodes. 
So genuinely, it's genuinely crazy, and we cannot believe the growth this podcast has been, um, the heights this podcast has been reaching. So thank you very much, and we're going to have to see you next time. Thank you very much.